Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to another episode. I am super excited about this episode. I had the honor to talk to one of my favorite authors, Mirza Yawalbaik. Yawalbaik has dedicated his life training people and organization about leadership and management. In the last 10 years, he has published 36 books. One of my favorite books of his is Leadership is a Personal Choice. In this episode, we are going to talk about that book. And we are also going to talk about the qualities and the traits of a good leader. We are also going to talk about the best way to inspire others as a leader and much more. So stay tuned. Before we begin, I honestly appreciate you and appreciate the work, your work, and I benefited a lot by reading your books. And one of my favorite books is uh, Leadership Leadership is a Personal Choice. And my intention today is to talk to you about a leadership and to start with what inspired you to write that book, Leadership is a Personal Choice. You know, what uh, inspired me to write the book is to is because I constantly keep hearing people talking about bad leaders and saying that, you know, we need good leaders, we don't have good leaders, uh, we have this problem, that problem, and so on. And uh, looking at it, I thought about this quite a lot, and I came to the conclusion that at the end of the day, Yes, we need good leaders, but who are those good leaders? They are people who decide to take some action, who have decided that given the situation, what is it that I can do to contribute to that situation? Um, so I said to myself that then leadership, where does it begin? It begins with me. So I said leadership is a personal choice. You choose to be a leader or you choose not to be a leader. Um, I remember a conversation that I had with a very famous consultant in the US many years ago and he is a teacher professor in one of the big universities in the US and we were talking about entrepreneurship because the other book of mine uh, is an entrepreneur's diary yeah so talking about entrepreneurship and uh, he says to me if i was thinking of entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial countries uh, india would not even be in the first 20 Okay. So apart from that comment being uh, rather rude, I asked him, I said to him that uh, I want you to define entrepreneurship for me. Because to me, a village woman who wakes up in the morning, takes a basket on her head, goes to the market, buys vegetables, uh, sells them to different people. She goes from house to house. She sells those vegetables. She's providing a service to the house, uh, to the housewives, to the families by bringing the vegetables to her, to their doorstep. She charges a small premium on those vegetables, that's her margin. And at the end of the day, she has money to feed her family mm. and she has some money left over to buy some more vegetables the next morning. I said to me, I cannot find a finer example of entrepreneurship than this. Yeah. Here is a woman who is, uh, within quotes, illiterate, 
yet she has the business acumen to be able to do this day in and day out she has the uh, patience and she has the risk taking ability uh, she is not begging on the street which she can also do uh, she is not even working in somebody's house as a maid or a cleaner or something she has decided to do business on her own and with that business she is able to feed her family i said find me a better example than this now obviously he had, he had nothing to say about that but that's my point that <laughs> here is my point that you know here here is a is a person who if you take a list of um if you tell me okay uh, give me a list of things that a person should have to be a leader uh, i don't think this woman will fit into that at all i don't think she will even have one of those things that anybody would list as leadership qualities yet mm. she leader because she is taking responsibility for herself she is taking responsibility for her own fate she is taking responsibility for her family and she is getting out there and she is doing something about it so i said this is uh, you know the to me therefore this is example of uh, why i say that leadership is a personal choice given whatever situation all of us are faced with assets we are faced with facilities we are faced with uh, with things that go against it uh by constraints now it's up to us how we choose to see that we can see the choice as being full of constraints therefore i can't do anything mm. or we can see the choice as saying all right so it, there are some constraints but i also have some strengths how do i overcome those constraints and i and i continue i mean that's the choice so how do you come about having that kind of mindset like i can take action i can do something about about my circumstances what is the mindset needed in order to do that i think that mindset comprises of two things one is confidence and confidence comes from uh, looking at your own life for one thing and saying what are the different hurdles that i was able to overcome in my life and that's the reason why i am very very uh, convinced that journal writing is a very important uh, aspect of life one must write down one's uh, you know one's memories or or rather one's experiences and not just write down saying uh, 7th of august uh, this is what i had i had a interview with uh, my brother adam uh, mm-hmm. but so what so what did you learn from that how did that help what what was good what was not good so it's not just recording of events but it's saying how is that event important for me that i that i did it's not so much about the dates and so on so when you look back over your life you will find that everybody you have you have overcome difficulties uh, earlier you have done well for yourself you maybe made made some mistakes but no problem uh, you are still up and walking and this gives you confidence number one number two the other thing which gives confidence is to look around you and look at other people because then we find for example you know when i first went went for hajj uh, in 1997 uh, one of my most powerful memories was this uh, lady uh, who was she was probably either somali or sudanese or something maybe somali uh, she was crawling in tawaf subhanallah so this lady is on all fours and she has a baby which is strapped uh, you know uh, to her belly so mm. she has a baby she 
Now, some people said, oh, but you know, she's doing that to beg. I said, look, no, I'm not going to do all of that. I'm not going to you know, do a physical examination and say, can you really walk? You can't walk. I'm saying, here am I making tawaf and I'm feeling, oh my God, big crowd. It's, I'm getting tired. This, here is this lady. She is crawling. She's on all fours and she's also making tawaf. So now this gives me confidence. Alhamdulillah, if somebody uh, with even in a much more difficult situation can do it, then what's to prevent me from doing it? So confidence is a combination of two things. One is to look at your own life. And the second one is to look at others. The second element of, uh, of what you asked me is to have faith. Uh, to, in, in our case, to say faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To have tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To say that, alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu sta'inu bi sabri wa salah. So therefore, if I am going to have sabr, which means my interpretation of sabr is to make the maximum and the best effort that I can make. Sabr is by, I don't interpret sabr as just sitting there doing nothing. Sabr is to make the best effort that you can make. And I'll, I, I can give you the reason why I say that. Wasala, um, and that is dua. Uh, and salah as in, as in salah, as well as dua. So now we're saying that here I am uh, having tawakkul Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and saying, Ya Allah, I'm making the maximum effort. Now I stand before you and I ask you, please help me. So I think these two things together, uh, when you put together, that, that gives you the uh, initiative and the courage to go forward. Mm. Uh, I like what you say about journaling. And I also read your book, This Is My Life. And in that book, subhanAllah, your life is, you had a rich experiences. And it was amazing to read about your life, about your work, about the, the countries you visited, people you met, because you write down those experiences and what you have learned from those experiences, you were able to put down those into a book. So that gave me this idea that everyone, Allah has blessed us with rich life experiences. All we need to do is to write them down for ourselves, inshallah. Absolutely, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. And uh, I like also the sabr is not sitting alone, sitting and hoping things to change. You have to have sabr and take action as well. Yes. You know, I, I um, in case somebody asks you this question, uh, how did I arrive at this thing to say sabr means to take action? If in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, referred, Allah mentioned sabirin, and Allah said that, 10 sabirin are equal to 100 and 100 are equal to 1000 and so on. Um, now, there the, the term sabirin refers to mujahideen. Now, if you look at it, here is a soldier on the field of battle. There is nothing that is more action oriented than that. Here is somebody who has committed, who is totally and fully committed to the task, to the goal. And he has put everything into it, including his own life is at stake. So he is full of action. Allah is calling this sabr. So I'm saying sabr is not simply to sit there and say, you know, something will happen. Nothing will happen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the laws and the laws are that to get something, you must do something. And so therefore, make every effort, look at all the avenues that are, that are available to you, make every effort. And then of course, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then gives success. Inshallah. inshallah. I want to take you back when you said leadership is personal choice. And you also mentioned we have so much bad leaders we lack in leadership especially in Muslim community. So I wonder what is the choice the bad leaders have made to not to be a good leaders? Is that the choice they have made? How do you see that? 
You know, I think uh, now I'm I'm obviously generalizing because it's a very big question. Um, I think the biggest problem with bad leadership is short-term thinking. Um, I think that the problem with our leaders and today it's not just our leaders. This is a, seems to be the problem with leadership practically uh, with every community. I mean, I wish uh, we can't claim any more. Uh, special status for bad leaders everybody got bad leaders. so okay. uh, and i think the the problem with all of them is the same which is very short term thinking uh, they are taking decisions which take take for example global warming uh, take for example the arms race take for example gun control uh, take for example uh, the shortcuts we take in education take for example the fact that we have practically zero focus on uh, ethics and morals and values as far as, as especially as far as school education is concerned uh, we only seem to think that teaching uh, maths and science and english language is all that is required um, now all of these point to only one thing which is short term thinking now why on earth would you take decisions which are increasing the carbon footprint which are increasing the amount of carbon dioxide in the air which are increasing in making this planet hotter and hotter uh, why would you do that? Uh, because you know you know where that is leading. Yet we still do that because it makes uh, for some people it's a way of making money. Shale oil is money for some people. Therefore, you take the step, you destroy the tundra. Uh, it doesn't matter. You do. You're not looking at the long-term effects of this. You're not saying if we do this, we are all of us, including those people making that money today. Everybody is going to suffer. We are not looking at that. We are saying now I can make money. I do money. Now, I think this is the biggest problem. The biggest problem is this very very short term thinking. Uh, now, in addition to that, if you look at Muslim leaders, we should also be thinking in terms of of our akhirah and saying what happens to my my afterlife, what happens to my life in the year after, uh, how do I face Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala with this decision which I which I have taken today? How will I face Allah when I when I have to answer for what I am doing? This is an additional responsibility for for our leaders. But obviously, you know, they're not, they don't seem to be thinking that. Mm. And that's the, that's the whole uh, problem with bad leadership. I think uh, all leaders, uh, Muslim or otherwise, they need to think in the long term. They have to say, we are taking a decision today, but how is this decision going to affect us tomorrow? Today, people are thinking, you know, 20 years, I will not even be here. What do I care? I get this thing now, that's finished. But that's a very bad way of thinking. I mean, that's a very, very short term way of thinking. An extremely bad way of thinking. We can't think in terms of our own uh, future, our own lifetime, or even our children. We have to think in terms of, of uh, you know, long-term meaning, even from the worldly sense. We have to say what is good in the foreseeable future as much as I know. And as far as Muslims are concerned, we have to also think in much longer than that, which is to say, how would this thing affect me in my akhirah? Uh, because we are going to face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I always say it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not, it's going to happen. So... Mm. The sooner we think about that, the uh, happier we will be, inshallah. Absolutely. What are the some misconceptions about leadership that you have come across in your work? You know, I think the biggest uh, misconception about leadership uh, is the fact that people think that leadership is what somebody else should do. Um, so people are very uh, good at uh, diagnosing situations. People are very good at saying, you know, this is what I think the king of Saudi Arabia must do. This is what I think President Trump should do. This is what I think. So I tell them, hold on, 
did the king ask you for your opinion now if he didn't ask you for your opinion what's the good of this opinion you know so stop talking about the king talk about yourself and say what am i going to do right what what can i do now if you haven't thought about that then stop talking completely and go down and sit down and think about what can i do there's no point in 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 talking about what somebody else must do so people are very free with advice and even if you ask people if you if you have a meeting for example in you know any any situation for example if you say uh, our education system stinks so how can we what can we do to change the education system people are very free with, with advice this is what i think we, I, this is what i think you should do so we have to stop them and say no no i didn't ask you to tell me what i should do what are you going to do about the education system you are a father you are a mother you are a teacher uh, tell me what what is it that you are going are you going to stand up and say all right i can teach science and i think i can teach science well so find me a school i am willing to come and volunteer one hour a day one hour a week one hour in my lifetime to come and teach these children uh, science in a way that they have never learned before now that is the kind of thing that I, that i would do for our people don't seem to so big misconception is that uh, that leadership is somebody else's job uh, and my job is is to either point a finger and criticize or to offer some free advice about how they should do it i think this is a big misconception <laughs> you have to understand leadership is for me so let yeah. me stand up and think and say wow this is what i can do and if i can't do i tell people if I, if you can't do anything no problem just go make dua right now don't waste time by talking about telling people what they should do instead of that just go make dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah but i see that it's much easier to give free advice as you say to others mm-hmm. instead of taking action yourself yep and what about you know i was thinking before i ask these questions in muslim community especially we have this um concept of humbleness there's a hadith that prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said one should not seek a position of leadership and people apply that try to apply that even in the organizational work so how shall we see this hadith and is it is this concept false humbleness instead of true humbleness yeah i think i think you you said it uh, yourself which is false humbleness as compared to humble true humbleness and humility you know the hadith as far as i uh, understand that hadith of sallallahu alaihi wasallam alhamdulillah the advice of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the best advice uh, that refers to what happens today for example in in elections which is canvassing uh which is uh exaggerating what you will do uh you know i still have to find a politician who will say that elect me and i will work with you but you will have to work very hard to better yourself i mean nobody says that right they will say you elect me and i am going to give you jobs and i'm going to give you this and that and everyone will have a mercedes before their front door i mean you know you can't do it you know there's no way that's going to happen but you tell lies because you want to get elected so i think this is the kind of stuff that is meant in this hadith inshallah uh, to say that don't uh, go running behind it for the personal benefit that you will get out of it but if you have special talents if you really can contribute if you really can benefit now people don't know that by looking at your face so they need to know that so telling people look here is this challenge i believe i can handle this i believe i can i have the ability to do that here is my my cv here is what i have to bring i think to say that is perfectly fine i don't think there is a problem with that and of course the dalil for this is what yusuf alayhi salam said to the king uh, when and we have this in the quran in surah yusuf where he said to the king that this is what is going to happen but i know the solution to this of how to stock food uh, in a way that when the famine comes 
I cannot prevent the famine. The famine is going to happen. But when the famine comes, your people will not suffer. If we store corn in this particular manner, and he knew how to do that, he said, store it on the year. Don't take the seeds out and keep it and so on and so forth. So now the king, obviously, when he looked at Yusuf Islam, he did not know what knowledge he has. So Yusuf Islam had to say that. Now that's not canvassing. That's not, he's not saying, elect me and do this and do that. Uh, he's just saying, this is what I know. Now, mm -hmm. this is what I know. This is what I can do. Now, to hire me, not hire me, to use me, not use me is your decision. I mean, if you still don't want to use me, no problem. I'm not, I've, got, I've got no problem with that. But I will not keep you in darkness. I will not say, no, no, no. But you see, I have all this knowledge, but I will not mention it to anybody uh, because I'm being humble. No, I don't think you're being humble. I think uh, you are denying people the benefit of your, your knowledge, uh, benefit of your experience. I don't think we should do that. Well, at the same time, you are not saying you have to go out there and start shouting from the rooftops, you know, I am the greatest or something. No, uh, let people find that out from your work. Uh, but at the same time, if you know something, you can do something, uh, definitely that should be done, especially in organizational setups, especially in large organizations, big multinationals and so on. I consult with some of them uh, or with a lot of them, as a matter of fact. Um, this is a very important thing. If you're going to sit quiet in meetings, you don't contribute, you don't, you don't, uh, you know, respond. Uh, people will just pass you by. I mean, they don't have the time to uh, do this great, uh, you know, investigation into all your talents. Nobody has the time for that. You have to come up and say or show in some way. Uh, you don't have to just say everything like, I know this, I know this. But just show that by your, one of the best ways to show your talents is to volunteer to help people. I think this is a very, uh, I give this as, as advice, uh, as career advice to people. Now, how can you become influential in organizations? By volunteering to help. So if you have this knowledge, then go out of your way to help people and people come to know that here's this guy, here's the go-to guy who I can go to if I need help in this area because he has this knowledge. Now when a position falls vacant, when there is a challenge, uh, people don't have to think twice. They say, no, 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 here's the person. I know this guy. I've been to, them, been to him 10 times, highly reliable. Uh, he has the knowledge. He can do it. Uh, and the thing will then come your way. You don't have to go and canvas for that. Yeah, that's actually great advice, especially for people who are quiet by nature, introverts, uh -huh. shy people. If they just go out and help people, so other people will do the talking for them based on the track absolutely. records they have. Yep, absolutely. Let's say I have a positive message and I want to contribute, so I stand up, take action as a leader. What is the best way to inspire others to follow me and see the vision I have? You know, I am a great believer in writing. And as you see, I, I, I write all the time, right? Yes. I mean, I, in the last 10 years, I've written 36 books. Yeah. So I think it's, a, it's, a, a, it's something to do is write down stuff. Uh, because that way, also this takes care of the shy and so on and so forth. Even a shy person can write. So writing helps uh, uh, you to project what you know. Number two, writing is a beautiful way also of clarifying your thought. So before you speak, if you write uh, and you rewrite and so on and correct it, uh, then what you end up speaking is the uh, essence of all that. So it's a, it comes out as very well prepared. Uh, it's not just off the cuff. Uh, so it, it makes a big uh, makes a big difference. So you must, it, it, I, I advise people do write, do write things up. It records and it helps you uh, to take the message forward. The other thing to do also is uh, where possible, like this new uh, podcast channel that I started uh, 
I sent you the, 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 the information also uh, that I started last week, uh, which is named after the same book, Leadership is a Personal Choice. And uh, this is a podcast channel. And in this podcast channel, uh, every podcast that you hear in that channel, uh, there is an article that supports that. So I write the whole article and then I also speak in the podcast. Uh, so there is a complete documentation of uh, what is happening there. If somebody is listening to the podcast and if they say, well, you know, can I uh, have uh, this, uh, can I have the text of this? Is there a text? Yes, there is a text. There is a link. Uh, most welcome. Please go there, read it. Uh, and then there's a way also of getting back to me. If somebody has, has any questions, uh, they can write comments on the blog and so on and so forth. So this is a this is a very good way of uh, projecting and showing people uh, what you have to follow you or not follow you. Eventually, is the decision of the of the other individual. Uh, I don't like to say follow me because uh, that's not something that you know I'm not comfortable with things things like this. Uh, so I don't say that. But if somebody chooses to follow me, that's the choice that they make. And uh, inshallah, they they make the choice based on what they see of me through my writings and through my speaking and so on and so forth. I think the same thing applies. So put, put the evidence out there. Uh, and if the evidence is strong enough, people will follow you. Uh, you don't have to actually ask people and say, please follow me. Put the evidence out there and, and uh, you know, inshallah, that will happen. Inshallah. And we're going to put down the links for your podcast. It's a great initiative. Alhamdulillah. I have read most of your books, but now I'm super excited about the podcast too because you can listen while you're walking or going out for exercising. It's a great way to in consume information. You don't need to sit down and read. So that's why I'm super excited. I'm looking forward to upcoming episodes, inshallah. And to, yeah, and to finish off, your mission is to change the world one mind at a time. So I wanted to know what is the concrete change that you want to see in the world? You know, in, in, in one line, I would like to see the seerah of Rasulullah in action. Now, which means two things. One is that people must also know uh, who is Muhammad uh, what is so special about his life, what are the kinds of challenges that he faced, how did he uh, deal with them and so on. And so for that, I've written two books. Uh, one is called Leadership Lessons from the Life of Rasulullah. Um, I will send you the links to both of them. Uh, one is called Leadership Lessons to the, uh, from the Life of Rasulullah. Uh, this book, Alhamdulillah, has been translated now into uh, Arabic, Tamil, Malayalam, uh, and Hausa, uh, which is uh, the Nigerian language of the Hausa people. Um, so it's now in five languages. And uh, the other book I have written is called Sira is the Answer. And uh, that book is now also being translated into Tamil for, for, uh, as, as the first and then probably also in Arabic and so on. Um, based on these two books, I also created two uh, courses. There is a five-day or a four-day residential leadership course based on leadership lessons from the life of Rasulullah. And that's called Leadership Excellence Course, LEC. Uh, I, I teach this course uh, in different countries in the world. Uh, the other, the course based on Sira is the answer is called a Sira Solution Course, Sira Solution Workshop. And the Sira Solution Workshop is a two-day non-residential course. So the one is a full uh, four-day, five-day residential course. The other one is a two-day non-residential course. That course, that one also, uh, we have taught it in. Uh, in, I've taught it in many countries, alhamdulillah. 
Uh, we haven't taught either of these courses in the US and Canada yet, but we've taught it in uh, UK, in Australia, uh, India, Malaysia, Nigeria, uh, Kuwait, uh, where else in uh, Qatar, um, and uh, so uh, South and South Africa multiple times. South Africa. So all of these uh, courses, Alhamdulillah, we have done in many countries. So I think this is uh, my mission, and this is what I would like to uh, leave behind. This is what I would like to do. Uh, why this the message of Sira? Because here was a man, Rasulullah uh, who had almost no resources. Uh, he was alone, and yet he produced the most stupendous results that you can imagine. And the impact of his leadership uh, is last has lasted for 1400 years, and we are still counting. Uh, inshallah, to the day of judgment. So uh, I'm saying here is an example of somebody who, uh, if you, if I look at myself and say, what resources do I have right now? As I speak, I have more resources than Nabi Sallallahu had when he uh, projected his message. Uh, so if I, then I therefore I have no business complaining that I have no resources because here was Rasulullah who had next to nothing and yet he was able to do this so how was he able to do that if we can understand that and then his whole life uh, was geared towards sp uh, spreading positivity uh, spreading goodness all around him so here was a man who was concerned about everybody whether that other person was a muslim or not it didn't matter his his whole focus was how can we make life good for everyone whether they are muslim or not muslim uh, whoever they are, wherever they are, uh, how can we uh, help people in whichever situation they are? I think this is a, uh, you know, re really, if you look at it, uh, happiness and so forth is not rocket science. It's very simple uh, as long as we follow the basic principles. And, that, and those basic principles are beautifully uh, enshrined in the life of Rasulullah. And the world would be a better place if we implement those basic principles. Inshallah, inshallah. I, I sincerely believe that, yes, inshallah. Where people can find the courses that you mentioned? I will send you all the links. The Everything is on my website, which is www.yawarbaig.com. That is Y-A-W-A-R-B-A-I-G.com. Uh, all, uh, all the information is on the website. Um, the books are all on Amazon, but you can find all the links on the website as well. Uh, so also for the courses, everything is on. We've collected everything in one place so that they don't have to go all over the place for that. Uh, so also the podcasts are on the website. Uh, so I think that's like one link that is good for everything else. But I will send you also uh, in the email just after the interview, uh, the links to all of these things. So inshallah, we uh, look forward to uh, people inshallah benefiting from that. and. Uh, my message is only one request, which is to I request dua for myself, my family, from you, and from anyone who is listening to this, inshallah. Inshallah. May Allah bless you, bless your family, and bless the work you do. Shazakallah khairan for, for sharing your thoughts about leadership and much more. I really enjoyed talking to you. Shukran jazeera. Jazakallah khairan for thinking of me. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and give you more than what you ask me, inshallah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, hello, yeah, hello, yeah.